What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pells and Whistles. I'm your host, Rel Myers. It's Thursday. It's 2 p.m. Central, trade deadline day. And the Pelicans did not make a move. I can't say I'm surprised. You're going to see a lot of people on Twitter probably freaking out because the Pelicans didn't make a move. I'm a little nervous about losing Jonas Valanciunas for absolutely nothing in the offseason. But it is what it is. So let's get into it. Let's get into some of the moves that were made around the league today. And we'll talk about the Pelicans' last couple of wins because uh, they're on a four-game win streak right now. But, you know, this is Pels and Whistles. We'll talk about the Pels. First, we're going to talk about the Whistles. So around the league, Buddy Hill to Philadelphia. He's an expiring, and he's going to be a free agent this offseason. But uh, Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, and three seconds are going to go to Indiana for Buddy Hills. And I'm just like, I pretty much put all these on bullet points um, in a note as they were coming through from Woj and Sham. So I'm just going kind of in chronological order as best as I can. But um, this is for people who, you know, missed all the action during work and maybe you'll hear this podcast on your way home or you're here tomorrow morning or whatever have you. So, uh, Kelly Olenek and Ochai Agbaji from Utah to Toronto, Kyra Lewis Jr., New Orleans own son <laughs> and Otto Porter Jr. And a 2024 first are going to Utah in return for Kelly Olenek and Ochai Agbaji. Gordon Hayward is going to be going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I found that to be really interesting. Um, Charlotte's going to be getting Trey Mann and Davis Bertans in return for for Gordon Hayward. Um, Daniel House and a second are going to Detroit from Philly. And House uh, has since been waived by Detroit. So there's actually still trades coming in. It's after 2 o'clock. And I just got another Woj one actually from Shams. The Warriors are trading Corey Joseph to the Pacers. But of course... Shams has been doing this thing today where he gives us a little bit of the info and we'll get the next bit in a separate tweet. I don't know if he's trying to get extra bucks from Elon or what, but that's weird. Anyway, yes, Daniel House and a second to Detroit from Philly, and then House got waived by Detroit. Daniel Gafford. Now, I realize after the fact that this one wasn't, they didn't say that this was official. Uh, they said that they were working toward it. Daniel Gafford to Dallas for Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation. I I don't know that I necessarily really, really wanted Daniel Gafford for the Pelicans. The issue is that now he could be in our division and I don't want to play him four times a season because he gives us the fits. Like we see him twice a season and it's absolute hell. I don't want to see him four times a season. It's very annoying. Um, moving on from that, the New York Knicks are going to receive Bojan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Pistons for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn and two seconds. Um, Alec Burks, this is his like second stint in New York, so that's kind of cool that he's going back there. Dennis Schroeder and Thad Young from the Raptors are going to um, the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. And actually, the Raptors are planning on waiving Spencer Dinwiddie because he has some sort of $1.5 million bonus kicking in for playing a certain amount of games, I think. And so to avoid that, they are planning on waiving him, allegedly. P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets is going to Dallas for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first. I find it hilarious that Grant Williams is on the move yet again, but Seth Curry is going back home, technically, to Charlotte. You know, uh, his dad played out there for some time. Uh, Royce O'Neal salaries and three seconds are going to go from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. So Phoenix gets a vet who, you know, can shoot the three ball or whatever, another wing for them. 
Um, Memphis is sending David Roddy to Phoenix for a pick swap as part of a three-way trade with Phoenix and Brooklyn. Um, Milwaukee is acquiring Patrick Beverly from the 76ers for campaign and a second round pick. Uh, Patrick Beverly had some sort of beef with Dame Lillard. Um, I don't know, last year, maybe the year before last year or something like that. Um, so now they got to patch up some things before they, um, you know, try to make a run for a championship or whatever have you. I'm not sure that he really moves the needle for them. Like I know Pat is going to play some defense, you know, he's going to be a pest. He's going to annoy people, but I don't know that he's going to really move the needle for, for Milwaukee. Um, what else we got here? There's so much guys. Um, Detroit is releasing Killian Hayes, not even trading him. They're flat out releasing him. He was a lottery pick. I believe the seventh pick in the 2021 draft and they are getting rid of guys. So that is absolutely amazing. Um, from Shams about that, um, last one that just came in, the Pacers are sending a second round pick to the Warriors for Corey Joseph and cash. So, that's interesting, too. Corey Joseph has actually been in the league a lot longer than I realized. Um, I don't know why I thought he'd only been around, like, maybe six years. I feel like when I looked, he had been around for, like, eight or ten or something. I don't know. Very weird. Um, I guess I just don't watch the teams that he plays on. That's all. Uh, Memphis is expected to acquire Utah Watanabe from the Suns as part of a three-team trade, the sources said. Um, the Suns are sending out three other minimum salaries, Kata Bates-Diop, Jordan Goodwin, and Chemezi Metu. All that for Utah Watanabe. And he actually, I want to say he was drafted by them. Um, so this is his second stint with Memphis. So guys are going back to where they came from, basically. Um, the Spurs are trading Doug McDermott to the Pacers for a future second. And the Pacers are trading Marcus Morris, a second-round pick, and cash to the Spurs. Um, I think Morris is expected to also get waived by the Spurs, so he won't be staying there. Um I thought that part of the trade was a little bit weird. Like, why would the Spurs want Morris? And it turns out they don't. So there you go. But the Pacers getting Doug McDermott back. Again, guys are going back to where they played before. The Pacers getting Doug McDermott um, will make up, I think, for them missing uh, Buddy Hilt. You just place a shooter with another shooter. So good for them. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are trading Robin Lopez to Sacramento Kings. And Sacramento may be waving him also. A lot, these things are weird. It, it feels like you're giving dudes up and kind of expecting nothing like it's like when last year when Russell Westbrook got traded from the Lakers to Utah and Utah waved him I thought that was insane or they bought him out or something like that but I just thought that was wild um and speaking of the Lakers there was nothing nothing came of all the smoke around Rob Palenka and all the clutch guys and all this stuff the Lakers didn't do anything I mean I'm, I'm a few minutes into this episode and I was still getting tweets about things going down but so far, it looks like the Lakers did not manage to do anything. So shout out to whatever basketball gods prevented them from getting better. <laughs> the 76ers are trading Jaden Springer to the Celtics for a second. Um, I've heard his name before, but I'm not super familiar with his game. I can't lie about that. Uh, and the Boston Celtics, this one came in at the buzzer right at 2 o'clock. Boston Celtics trading Delano Banton or Banton uh, to the Portland Trailblazers for a heavily protected second. And that's all the moves today. That's like... 11 or 12 different transactions or something that I just rattled off. So hopefully that wasn't too fast for you. Maybe you can listen to the podcast at a slower speed, but that's everything. There was just so much to talk about uh, as far as what's going on around the league on the trade deadline. But um, back to the Pelicans, man. On Monday against the Raptors, the Pels got back to blasting their opponents. Um, they had a dominant win over the Raptors. 
uh, season high 41 points for Brandon Ingram. And he went absolutely nuts to close out the third quarter. He had a three pointer on five consecutive possessions. Um, it was, it was a great team win and Garrett Temple got himself a little farewell photograph up on the screen. Um, didn't get a video because what highlights, <laughs> what highlights you put in a video for Garrett Temple, right? Um, the King Cake Baby had a farewell segment also. They put him up there like he was on a funeral program. So that was another fun thing. It was a really fun night just all around on Monday. Um, so we'll see King Cake Baby next carnival season. Uh, but the final score was Pels 138, Raptors 100. And I had a good, good time. Um, Wednesday versus the Clippers didn't feel great. Going into this game, um, the Clippers absolutely destroyed us the last time that we saw them. It was one of those Friday night national TV games or just uh, I don't even remember if that one was national, but it at least might have been on Fox. And we definitely were in front of an expanded audience. So we'll just say it was national or semi-national, but we definitely had more eyes on us and we fell flat. Uh, so I wasn't super excited going into this game against the Clippers. I think they were, by the time the game started, at least five and a half point favorites. Um and they got a few future Hall of Famers over there on their team. So, and the Pelicans haven't been super consistent. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but I was not expecting what ended up unfolding on that night. Um, it, we just didn't feel like it would be a great night, right? But what do you know? The Pelicans led and they won wire to wire. Like from jump, they they went off to like one of the best starts they could have started off with. Um, and we did get a little scared there with Herb Jones taking a hard hit um, above the neck and could have possibly been concussed, but he ended up being okay. He ended up coming back in the game and helping us win because we really, really needed him and his defensive expertise. And I want to say he came in and, I don't know, probably hit a couple more threes after he came back in or something. So that was super, super helpful. But the Pelicans held off a very, very good team to win that game and beat them on their home floor. And there was a lot of excuses being made about the Clippers and their road trip. And um, the West Coast had some crazy weather recently. They just had really, really high wind speed, um, high sustained wind speed too, I think. So um, not just gusts. So it, it wasn't something that they could fly into. So they got in super, super late um, a day after they were supposed to. So I think they got in at 2 a.m., um, you know, late the night before the game or late in the morning before the game, however you want to look at that. But I don't want to hear it, man. The Pelicans play at home like twice in a month, man, because of Mardi Gras. I don't want to hear it. The, Pel the, the Clippers are a very, very good team. They could have found a way to win that game, and they did not. And the Pelicans took care of business, even with Zion having like a bad game for like the first three quarters. The dude couldn't get nothing to go down. And in the first half, he had like two field goal attempts. Like he couldn't make anything happen. And then somewhere along the way, late third, early fourth or whatever, he took over. He took over. He The stars started to star. He did what was necessary to get this team to win. And that was great to see, especially on national TV, where they wasn't giving us credit. You know, we like to talk about giving people credit. Shout out to Willie Green. They don't want to give us any credit. It was the whole story. And it wasn't even a sidebar. The whole story was about how the Clippers just came off this rough road trip. Don't care. I do not care. So anyhow, final score, Pels 117, Clips 106. Unfortunately, Jonas Valanciunas suffered a hard hit to his calf from B.I.'s knee, so he's got a calf contusion. It looked like it hurt, man. But, you know, JV stayed in the game, and he was very hobbled, and he managed to do a little turnaround, you know, fade away, whatever have you. But, you know, we went in halftime, and when we came back, we started the second half with Larry. Um... Jonas ended up not coming back out. But again, 
back to the beginning of the episode, Pelicans didn't do anything at the deadline. We still got Jonas Valanciunas. I'm excited, but equally nervous because now I don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. Are we going to sign and trade? Are we going to give him however much money he wants? Like, we can't just be paying everybody, like, buku money. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. But I often say that I trust our front office. They know way more than me. I know literally nothing. Like, people ask me for, what's your prediction at the deadline? I don't know, bruh. I don't know how the cap works. I don't know how this apron or that apron. I don't know how none of that works. And a lot of us, we experience basketball differently. Like a lot of, some people will watch basketball and they're looking at X's and O's and they're talking about pin down screens and blah, 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 blah. And, and the other half of fans are just watching things as they unfold. And you may not be seeing things in such a like analytical sort of way, right? Um, and the fans who look at the X's and O's also just happen to be the fans who are looking at like, a lot of other like advanced metrics and things. And they know a lot about the CBA and things like that. I don't know none of that, man. Like I appreciate people thinking that I be knowing, <laughs> but I don't be knowing. I just don't know. I'm just, I'm just strictly vibes. Okay. Like there's things that I like, I think maybe I know more than I'm willing to give myself credit for, but I just, yeah, I don't know how to, the cap and all of that stuff works. So it just, I'm along for the ride. And the people who do know how it works that are getting paid to make these decisions, again, glad it's not my job. I leave it up to them. I trust them to do that. So I'm not super, um, I'm not going to look at the Pelicans front office and say, why were you sitting on your hands? You didn't do anything. They are a very tight-lipped front office and there's always something going on behind the scenes. We just don't hear about it, like plain and simple. So don't trip. We don't trip over here at Pels and Whistles over those sort of things, man. We just vibing. So after we lost Jonas uh, for that second half, the rebound, it kind of took a big hit without him. But Larry and the guys stepped up. And it was – the Clippers have – they have good bigs, man. They got uh, Ibiza Zubox. They've got Mason Plumlee. Um, and they've got um, Daniel Tice. Like, that's probably the best three big lineup or three center lineup in the league, I would say. And it's not that they're all like such fantastic dudes. They're all all-stars or anything like that. They have three competent bigs. And for us, we have Jonas Valanciunas and then Cody Zeller is not guaranteed to play if some if something's up with JV. And we just saw that because we couldn't put him out there against the Clippers bigs. Um, JRE is like, I don't know, he's very young, but just, I guess, maybe doesn't have the know-how to match up against those guys either. So we just had to settle with like small ball. Let Larry play the five, let Zion play the five. Um, so we did it, though. We pulled it off. <laughs> so it is what it is. Next up, unfortunately, we're still in L.A. couple days in L.A. Uh, we got to play the Lakers next. Um, they've got some emotional stuff going on. Today's Kobe Day. It's 2-8-24. They've got um, the Kobe statue that's getting unveiled. So we're catching the Lakers on a back-to-back, -back, actually. So they're playing at home tonight, and then tomorrow night we'll play them. Um, we could pull out a win, you know? I don't think what happened to us with the Lakers in the in-season tournament is something that they would be able to do to us on a consistent basis. Um, do I think we'll win tomorrow? I'm not entirely sure. And I actually hadn't looked yet to see if, like, the line was up. But just looking real quick right now, I don't see anything. I don't think the line's out. But the ESPN, like, matchup predictor has us, like, 68% chance of winning the game. So... We'll see what happens. You know, I, you take that with a grain of salt. But that's our next matchup. I never really look forward to playing them. But hopefully, um, hopefully we'll, we'll surprise some people. And 
Trey Murphy enjoys shooting in Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> he saw a couple shots go down last night, so that was a lot of fun to see him kind of get back into a little bit of rhythm. Um, but then he started to, like, I guess, do a little bit too much, and then he had an air ball here and shot from four feet behind the three-point line there and missed that. And so I'd like to see him continue to work his way back into a good rhythm. But you can tell that even when he made the second shot last night against the Clippers, you could tell that he was like, all right, like, yes, like, we're doing something. I'm feeling it, you know? So hopefully he continues to, you know, be on that trajectory. Uh, on the right path of that. Um, Saturday, we have a back-to-back, right? Friday night at Lakers, Saturday at Blazers. Not someone we should be concerned about, but you cannot take them lightly. You got to go take care of business. So roll up into Portland, do what you got to do. They're a young team, and they got some guys over there. Um, I don't know if Anthony Simons is going to be playing. I don't know what his injury situation is looking like, but um, got to be on the lookout. Don't let your guard down. And then Monday, um, Oh, now's a good time to tell you I will not have an episode out for you guys on Monday. I will be in Memphis for the game against the Grizzlies. Um, but no worries. I'm driving back on Fat Tuesday, and then I will be in town at home here in the blender from when we play the Washington Wizards. So um, that's what we got coming up. We can, we're can we on a four-game win streak right now. Um, things are kind of getting exciting. We can continue to build, just like I said in the last episode. We can continue to build some momentum um, go beat the Lakers, go beat the Blazers, beat the Grizzlies, and definitely, like, come on, man, beat beat the Wizards. Beat the Wizards. They got, like, 10 wins. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't take them lightly, but go out there, execute the game plan. You know, if you're not seeing shots falling, you need to get to the rack, and if you get to the rack and you get hacked, make your free throws. Just like, you, you got to keep it simple, basically. Just keep it simple. So, um, we're 51 games in, man. We're 30 and 21. This is the best start since they've been named the Pelicans. Um they have the 10th best record in the entire league right now, which is crazy to think about because uh, we're still like the six. We're the sixth seed, I think, right now in the West. We're the sixth seed. Um, Sacramento lost last night to the Pistons. That was embarrassing for them. But Pistons, Pistons got to beat somebody someday. And, and the Kings have issues closing as well. And I, I don't really know what's going on with them. That's sad for them. But it could happen to anybody. So, you know, we almost lost to the Spurs. <laughs> they're not the Pistons, but they're, you know, it's still, we almost lost to them. It can happen to anybody. So um, in the games, 41 through 50, we did finish five and five. So, hey, it wasn't under 500. That's all I asked for, man. 500 or better. We finished five and five. And then game number 51, we won. So we're off to a good start for games 51 through 60. And I cannot believe there's 31 games left in the season. Like the season just started yesterday. Things are moving so quickly. All-Star break is coming up. Wow. Like, <laughs> time is really moving. So hopefully this team that we've got, um, we can we can make something happen with these guys. I mean, I, I'm just looking to get into the playoffs. I would love to miss the play-in completely, but, like, we absolutely need to get into the playoffs or this season would be considered a failure, like, outright for sure. Um, so let's see what happens. We got... 13 guys on the roster. So we got two open spots. Uh, the three two-way spots are taken up. Uh, we had signed Malcolm Hill to a 10-day so he could be our 14th person. But, I mean, yeah, once that's up, you got 13 guys on the roster, and you can't stay at 13, right? you got to get to 14, so that's why they signed him. So now that Carlo Makovic is in the States, he's in New Orleans, we've seen him in the flesh in the blender for the game the other night, um, the question still stands. Because there, there's talk that he signed with the team, but there's no details. So has he signed a regular contract or is someone else getting a regular contract and he'll be converted or, or he'll be signed to a two-way? Still don't know. So hopefully we'll get those details soon. Um, but yeah, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. 
Um, don't think I'll be out to watch the Lakers game or anything like that. It's just way too much going on with Mardi Gras and stuff. And I just rather stay inside and chill and like just be out of the way until I can hit the road and get to Memphis. So I will see you guys when I get back. I'll see you in the blender next week on Wednesday. Um, and then it's all-star break after that. So we'll talk about that as it approaches. But if you made it this far in the episode, I appreciate you. This has been another episode of Pels and Whistles. I've been your host, Rel Myers. I'll see you guys very, very, very soon. And thank you again for listening. <laughs>